Well, hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast, where each week we deliver news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers. It's the week of January 24th. I'm Jenny Ruiz, and I'm joined by our market expert, none other than Justin Mays. Mays, how's it going? It's going great, Jenny, and especially for the days to come as the temperatures outside get warmer, it's only going to get better as the week goes on. It's going to be 50 degrees here in New York, so I don't know what it's going to be like in Atlanta, but hopefully a little warmer. Oh, yeah, almost 70s. Oh, so perfect. It's, it's, yeah, it's a complete difference from the, you know, the 10 degrees it was on Saturday. Oh, man, this is a wild. It's, it's not even the end of January, and we're, we're already being hit with all these weird things. But you know, <laughs> we've finally gotten some reprieve from winter storm Heather that hit most regions across the country over the last two weeks, which was quite a long stretch. In fact, most regions are entering a period of either rain, like we just talked about, or like in your region, record high temperatures uh, out in the northeast and Midwest to get us back to somewhat normal conditions. So my question for you, Mace, is what regions face some of the biggest impacts from the storm over the weekend? Well, Jenny, it's definitely going to be the Midwest and the Northeast as regions, but also the Pacific Northwest. Mm. Um, all three of the, those particular areas have faced a lot of impacts over the last two weeks. But as you mentioned, the impacts stretched across the entire country. The, nowhere um, expect, except very small portions of markets were able to avoid the winter weather mayhem. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that in a second when we get into the regional breakdown. I wanted to switch gears just a little bit because last week we teased that we'd be talking a bit about maritime conditions, especially as this trifecta of issues arise with weather and geopolitical issues causing major delays and closures with both the Red Sea and Suez Canal. Now, I know a couple of weeks ago we were thinking it was fine, but where do we stand today? Well, Jenny, I mean, both conditions are getting worse at the end of the day um, in the Red Sea and the Panama Canal. Now, this hasn't and I don't think will have impacts on the U.S. transportation sector anytime soon, but it's going to definitely have an impact on supply chains for shippers. Uh, if you just look at the cost of maritime shipping, it's already starting to impact U.S. imports, whether it's going to the East Coast or West Coast from Asia. Um, avoiding the Red Sea at the end of the day can be up to 20 percent more transit time, which you know, it's not truck capacity that we usually talk about, but it's, you know, ship capacity that is being taken out. So it's going to continue to be a difficult time. Um, I don't see things getting the tensions in the Red Sea easing. Um, they've only kind of escalated. And then down in the Panama Canal, we're actually heading to the dry season, uh, which is going to make things worse. And we're already seeing ships that transit really nosedive per day. Um, if these things continue to prolong, we're definitely going to see impacts to the U.S trucking industry. Now, whether it's, you know, volatility with the sense of rates and rejections, I don't know. But at the end of the day, it'll at least be a capacity shift of from the East Coast to the West Coast as the East Coast becomes more difficult for, you know, inputs to reach. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll get back to potentially that issue that we saw, uh, what, two years ago where there were backups in the West Coast ports. And I'm hoping that we've Shippers have prepared for this, uh, you know, with contingency plans, but I don't know if we'll ever, I don't know if we'll know until we get there. Yeah, I mean, it's def difficult to see right now. There's still tons of capacity out on the road yeah. that would help with an issue like this. But at the same time, if you start looking at inventory levels, it looks like a lot of large shippers are getting low in inventory. So if everyone starts ordering at the same time. We have these maritime issues. You know, who knows what's going to happen, but I don't want to scare anyone just yet. I think that we're going to see pretty minimal impacts to the U.S. trucking sector, yeah. um, unless these things really prolong and worsen. 
we will see. Now, before we head into the regional breakdown, I think it's safe to say that tender rejection rates rose and so do rates. But how high did these two areas go since we spoke last week? They went pretty high, Jenny. Um, the volatility in the data we're starting to see is actually worse than what took place in the final weeks of 2023. Um, oh. And that's, you know, due to the large impact from back to back major U.S. holidays. But rates and tender rejections are as high, if not higher, than they were during that week. Um, this is the complete opposite that anyone would anticipate in the later half of January. But Mother Nature sometimes, you know, has different plans for the market. But tender rejections are back over 5%. Um, that We haven't seen that level of rejections throughout all of 2023 until the last week of 2023. Yeah. Um, now, more importantly, if you look at reefer rejections due to the cold weather, and a lot of shippers needing to protect from freeze. We're actually seeing reefer rejections increase past 10%. And in parts of the Midwest, you're looking at major markets like Chicago that are well over 20% tender rejections for reefer freight. Wow. Um, but when we turn the corner and look at the national average fine haul rate per mile, it's we're coming into $1.88 this week. Now that's, believe it or not, 15% higher than where we were in early November and 10% higher than we were just a week before Christmas. Oh, now man. we're at higher rates right now. This is a good thing for carriers, yeah. um, but you know, not the greatest thing for shippers or brokers. But rates are higher right now than they were during the volatility of you know the end of year that we normally see. But I would say, Jenny. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to ask if you if you saw that changing over the next couple of days. I definitely do see it changing. Um, okay. I think it's very interesting. We were talking about it earlier. What happened in 2022 with the you know, that popular term that became mainstream, the polar vortex down right. in Texas, where things really froze and disrupted capacity and supply chains for a long period of time. Now, I don't think we're in that same situation because at that point in time, we actually saw rates continue to remain higher. But again, we were in a different overall market going into that. I think this week, we're going to definitely start seeing rates, rejections and capacity ease up. Let's hope. <laughs> I know that this uh, last two weeks has been uh, particularly painful for you and the operations team here at Transfix. Um, but of course, safety first for all of our drivers and an understanding on the shippers part for that. That said, you know what it's time for, the regional breakdown. Now, we are in recovery mode this week, and carriers, of course, are taking advantage of high rates as they drive their way through adverse road conditions. Give us an overall view of where the country sits today. Yeah, definitely. As you mentioned earlier, we're heading into a week where we're going to see record high temperatures yeah. um, across a lot of the country. This is, you know, we're talking Tuesday morning where it's still difficult in the mornings driving in parts of the Midwest and Northeast as, you know, roads refreeze overnight. But overall, we're already feeling capacity loosen. Now, what we're going to see is rates rapidly decrease in the southern states but also freight heading towards the Midwest as those rates remain elevated, carriers are going to be looking to go there versus where the last two weeks they've been avoiding, you know, areas that have been hit by weather. But now that's where they're going to want to go as it's going to yield higher rates for them. Sure. Why don't we start with the Northeast? Um, you know, it's certainly a region with many ups and downs, uh, especially over this last month. What did we see last week and what should we expect in the next few days through the weekend for the Northeast? Yeah, Jenny, as you said, it's kind of been a wild ride in the Northeast. Um, over the past week, we saw capacity really tighten due to all the winter weather, especially this past weekend. Yeah. Um, but in the coming week, we're going to continue to see 
capacity soften. Now, it's going to be areas that you want to continue to watch out for, like, you know, parts of New York where we have lake effect snow or parts of New England. But overall, the higher volume markets like Harrisburg, Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Elizabeth, New Jersey, we're going to see these rates start dropping this week going into next week. Okay, so now let's get into the Midwest because I know that was a big note for you at the top of the regional breakdown. Obviously, they've not had it easy over the last seven days. Snow reached over a foot in some areas and sleet and ice caused severe road conditions in areas like Oklahoma and Ohio. I don't know if you even saw that video of the fire truck spinning out of control from icy road conditions in St. Louis. St. Louis, sorry. Uh, What's happening there? It's a baited question. <laughs> no, again, like things are going to continue to be dangerous through, yeah. I'd say, Wednesday. Um, then we're going to really see capacity open up. We're going to look at drivers wanting to head to the Midwest. Now, in the past two weeks, we've seen capacity extremely tight in the Midwest, especially if the freight was picking up and delivering in the Midwest because mm-hmm. you weren't able to escape the weather. But going forward this week, now I think the Midwest is going to be the, the slower region to move downward just because okay. there's probably a big backlog of freight at a lot of shippers. Um, that needs to move, which means that there's going to be higher demand where carriers can still get a higher rate. But as more capacity moves into the Midwest because it's paying higher, we're going to start seeing that region decline probably at the tail end of this week, if not throughout next week. But it's not going to be a big decline, Um, especially as, you know, who knows what Mother Nature has to throw at us later next week. I know. I was trying to do my sleuthing around, and it seems like things are going to quiet down, but, you know, you look the next day and things could completely change. Um, Now, inbound and outbound rates through the coastal region look like they continued their upward trajectory for carriers. Maze, is that true? What are we seeing there? No, that's definitely true, Jenny. You hit it right on the nose. Um, The coastal region has really been acting like an extension of the northeast to where we usually see it act more of an extension to the southeast. Uh, This week, I think we're going to see larger decreases in the coastal region than we probably see in just about every region, especially in South Carolina and North Carolina. Yeah. Um, the reason being is because, again, the coastal region, a lot of these states are anticipating record high temperatures. They were hit pretty hard in the past two weeks with, you know, colder weather. And, you know, these states aren't used to some snow precipitation, but experienced it. So it definitely made for more difficult driving. So in the next week, I, I'd probably say we're anticipating the coastal region to see the largest decreases. Now, the West Coast has been dealing with severe floods from heavy rain over the last 48 hours as we record this. And while they cooled off last week, I'm imagining that is going to change. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, the West Coast has kind of been a tale of two stories, like the southern part of the West Coast, the northern part of the West Coast. The Pacific Northwest has been probably one of the most dangerous areas to drive in the last two weeks Mm. and very difficult on capacity. Um, but as it changes to warmer temperatures, you know, trucks are going to be able to make it up that main I-5 from Southern California up to the Pacific Northwest. Things are going to start opening up. Now, there are lots of par- lots of areas of the West Coast that have continued to ease over the past two weeks. You know, it's the very few markets that we've seen easing in warm temperatures, especially in Southern California and parts of Arizona. These markets are going to continue to be um, pretty loose for shippers where they could still take advantage of it. Um, I'd keep an eye on Southern California to see how the market changes as carriers are not looking to go there. So capacity is going to start potentially drying up because the rates are lower there. Um, we've already seen, you know, 
rates headed to the West Coast from other regions increase because they're just not getting the money that they can get in these more volatile regions due to weather. Yeah. The one thing that we can look forward to with this type of rain, though, is a produce season that could potentially start on time as opposed to last year when it started, what, two, three months down the road. Exactly. Let's hope. Fingers crossed for that. Now let's get into the southeast. I saw that short haul rates increased the most out of this region. Tell us what that means and what we should expect uh, this week as this region starts to cool down. Yeah, definitely. I think the southeast is almost in the nature two different you know, stories where we have parts of the southeast that experience extremely cold temperatures. Um, one state to really call out is Tennessee. Tennessee has continued to be difficult. They, yeah. They've had quite a bit of snow and ice from Memphis to Nashville to even Chattanooga. Um, over the last week, we've seen the largest market by volume, Atlanta, tightened up, which is going to drive tightening throughout most markets. But down in Florida, we've actually seen some loosening and major markets like Lakeland and Jacksonville, but Miami is starting to tighten. Now, Miami is going to be a funny story over the next two weeks as we get closer to, you know, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, you know, we import a lot of flowers in two weeks leading up to Valentine's Day. Most of it does come into the port of Miami from Columbia, and we're going to be preparing ourselves for a tightening Southern Florida. Now, it's not going to be a long-term tightening, but reefer and van rates will increase as we get Closer to, you know, Valentine's Day and flowers come in as everyone gets buys flowers for their loved ones. Sure. Now, as we close out with the South, this region seems to be the most stable out of every other region when it comes to rates. But Dallas experienced some freezing temperatures that might have impacted some available capacity. What are your call outs there? Yeah, I mean, the South definitely saw some capacity issues, especially in major markets like Dallas and Houston, to where tenant rejections jumped up in the last week. Now, things have rapidly, you know, warmed back up and we're seeing freight move pretty easily. Um, the border markets like Laredo and El Paso have continued to loosen up. But again, these two markets are going to tighten slightly going into Valentine's Day as, you know, some flowers do come in via truck, but not nearly as much as, you know, Southern Florida. Um, I think that over the next week, we're going to see the South really loosen up. But there are still parts of the South like Oklahoma City, um, parts of Arkansas that are still kind of digging out of the colder weather that have a backlog of freight, just like the Midwest, that we may see some areas of tightening. But overall, the major markets, like you pointed out, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, we're set to see a pretty um, steady decline in the next week or two. It is going to be a very interesting week as we start to see the area, the regions sort of cool down where they were the most hot, and then the ones start to heat up where they were the coolest. Uh, that's why we're here to report to report that. Now, Maze, we're just a little over two weeks away from Lunar New Year. And of course, as you mentioned, Valentine's Day, two of the biggest shipping holidays. With all that's happening across the country, should we expect some normalcy before we get to February? Or are you anticipating, and I think you hinted towards uh, this volatility, especially in the South, uh, do you think we'll get some volatility down the road? I think overall across the country, we're going to see some normalcy. normalcy. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, in regards to what Mother Nature plans for us. Um, we're going to see that, some of that volatility around Valentine's Day. It's very short-lived, like I said. Yeah. Um, around, like, imports, I, I, there's nothing really that stands out just yet on imports. Um, even when you look at, like, forward ordering for shippers, nothing really stands out where we're going to see some type of volatility from the market. But to be honest, one thing that everyone's got to keep an eye on is what happens with rates. Um, it's still unpredictable. Are carriers able to continue to push these rates up? 
from, you know, the peaks that we're seeing right now and how far will they go down? Because a lot of people were anticipating rates to go back to where they were back in November for the beginning of, you know, at least quarter one of 2024. But now we're pretty far from those rates due to the, you know, the jump and the national average from the holidays and end of 2023 to now being pushed even higher due to this back-to-back winter weather events. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to see where rates fall, especially as we are in the midst of the peak RFP season. Um, it, it's really going to set the mood for 2024, I think. Wow. Well, any anything we should look forward to next week other than adverse wor- uh, weather conditions, which I'm hoping we won't see? <laughs> I think next week, by the time we record, we're going to have a closer glimpse into what we should anticipate regarding weather and where rates are going to fall and how much farther they can fall down. Okay. Um, I think personally, I believe that they're going to continue to fall. We're going to see markets loosen back up before, you know, any type of produce season in a few months from now. Oh, we're not even close to produce season yet, <laughs> but certainly conditions will, you know, we'll keep an eye out for as we inch closer and closer to that. That said, we'll see you next week with an all new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. Until then, as always, please drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.